0: What is cracking people? I'm going to start the podcast off on a slightly different note today. So first of all, for everybody who tunes in, um, I want to ask you for a favor. I want you to quickly go on your preferred podcast listening platform. Make sure you subscribe to the show there. All right. So uh, leave us a review and a rating at the same time as well. So if you're liking the content we're putting out, We definitely like to know that you're liking that content so that we can keep producing good content. it's going to be super helpful for us to know who's tuning in and uh, what they're tuning in for. So if you can go on somewhere like Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and review to let us know um, what you think of the show. That'd be awesome, and uh, we really appreciate that. And um, yeah, subscribe to the show as well, because there's nothing better for us than uh, for for us and for the the podcast and the YouTube algorithms than uh, uh, than subscribers. So jump on the show, um, give it a subscribe, leave us a rating and review. That really helps us out, and uh, we'll really appreciate that. So I thought I'd just get that out there. And um, and uh, ask for you guys to do us a favor. Otherwise, uh, it's good to see you, Jude. How it's good to doing? see
1: you too, Gorinda. I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I was, we, we had a good weekend the other week where we yes. were both um, assisting the neurokinetic therapy uh, course. So we were assistant wow. teachers for the course, which is, uh, for those who don't know, the course is basically... A um, a, a movement assessment, uh, dysfunctional, dysfunction assessment, pain assessment course where you find the root cause of a problem uh, with your patients or your clients and then you... Uh, treat them with that so it can be through exercise it can be through manual therapy uh, whatever your uh, disposition is whether you're a trainer whether you're a manual therapist like chiropractor physiotherapist osteopath works for you if you're someone like me who doesn't get hands on with people but uses exercise as a tool to rehab people and getting better then uh, NKT makes you more like a sniper and uh, helps mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. help resolve people's issues with it. And uh, I've done it a few times, well, quite a few times now already, just helping out like uh, the new students on the course and um, uh, who come to the course and um, and done through the levels as well, levels one, two, and three. But Jude, that was the first time you had done it, and I know you were a little bit panicked about doing it, and I just forced well, I you really to nervous. jump in. <clears throat>
1: good yeah. and. And you know what, when you first texted me and said, you should do this course, like you should assist. My first instinct was absolutely not. No way. I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah, I get the fuck out of it, here. It, well, it, you know, it, it, it's just more just like, I've, I had a real kind of imposter syndrome thing around it. I hadn't done any NKT, obviously over lockdown. And I felt really, really out of it. Um, and I love the level one material. I think it, for me, I, I love the manual muscle testing and, and the the breakdown of, and for people that don't know, there's a lot of different muscle tests and we're testing the movement that the muscles do and we're testing them against other muscles to look for dysfunction. And I've always loved NKT and it was the thing that, I mean, NKTs, it's the reason we know each other. And it was something that I did on a whim and I did Kathy these class and and again, I was really nervous when I first went into my first NKT class with Kathy Dooley many years ago, and I loved it. And what assisting did for me is it it brought everything back to me, but it also reminded me just how much I love this stuff and just how cool it is mm. and just how unbelievably clever it is. And when you actually see students experiencing it for the first time, it's actually really special you know it's like you see their face light up and they're like oh my god this is nuts how did you just do that you know and all the scar work and when they when they see a muscle light up and when they see it like switch off and they're like what and and it's and that was my feeling with it as well I was like oh my Mm. god this stuff is powerful and I've been I've been wanting that push to push it back into my sessions and it was just a really really brilliant recap for me and you know there's stuff that i was i was a bit fuzzy with there with especially with the feet with the lower limbs and the feet i'm always really really lost so it's just something that i need to get stronger with but actually everything else i wasn't bad with and and i did know it and it was it was a real privilege to do it and um i really enjoyed it i felt like I did when I did that first ever NKT level one course all those years ago with Kathy and um yeah and I'm really excited to do level two this weekend and assist that as well and I was really chuffed that that Simon asked me um to do that as well and I'm a bit like and now I'm going into that feeling a bit nervous because I'm like do I know the material can I remember it but it's like you said. We he teaches it, and then you go off and you teach it. And it's like, and it will come back to me. And I do a lot of it. And it is. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the Bleemings sling systems, isn't it? Is that right? Is it based on, on Bleemings, yeah. or is it
0: just? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, yeah, Essentially. Yeah. It's like anterior anterior system. oblique slings, posterior oblique slings, um, lateral slings. Yeah. Um yeah. Those are the three main ones that we. Which covered. I
1: know quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know oh, quite well the through doing capillaries uh, uh, and dissection courses yeah. as well. Yeah, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And obviously, intrinsic core, which we cover in NKT level two, is is, is my bag. So I feel like I'm kind of in my happy space. And we're covering things like thoracolumbar fracture and stuff like that. So again, it's going to be this really lovely recap, and it's going to help me get better at my job. And do you know what? If I'm lucky enough to do it again, I'll probably assist one and two whenever mm. Simon's in London or Cathy, yeah. I would I would be honoured to do that. So yeah. yeah, I got loads out of it and it just it really helped my confidence, just in general, not just with NKT, but in general mm-hmm. as a teacher. I think it's I think it's really important to do things like that. And I knew that and I said yes when you texted me because I knew it would push me out of my comfort zone, somewhere that I didn't want to want to go, that scared me, but at the same time I knew would make me
0: better mm. yeah and that's just a prime example of like you know how you get confident in the thing you're trying to and get good at is like you don't just wait yeah. for it to be like oh i'll be co- i'm confident again at doing the things i like, know you just have to go and do it when you don't feel confident not and that builds that confidence so mm. it's just skill acquisition builds confidence it's not thinking about doing the thing and thinking about mm. the right time to do it it's the actual doing that gets you confidence so yeah, yeah so kudos so well done
1: thanks Yeah, it was, and it was just, you know what, it was actually just really nice to be around that community again. I forgot Mm -hmm. how much I missed it because you, you Mm -hmm. and I, we were always at the study groups and I always took so much away from them, but it was almost just being in that community as well. and, And just being around people, it's like, I'm, yes, I'm around my clients, but I'm not around like a community of people that often. So it was just actually really nice to sit with you and Sue, to sit with the students, have a chat, and, and dissect stuff as well and mm. uh, yeah it's just a really nice way to to spend time so I'm looking for part of is like oh my god it's a whole weekend I'm going to be exhausted now I've got to go straight into work but at the same time I'm like no it's going to be good for you because you're going to be interacting with people and that's not something that you do as yeah. regularly as you should so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it was really cool
0: yeah that's uh you know seeing the students take it up uh, seeing their faces, seeing their reactions, uh, and throughout like day one and day two, what was that like for you to observe that? Like, what did you see? What did, and what was it like for you to observe that?
1: It, it, it's so interesting because it, it was much like my experience in that they're kind of mind blown at the, at the mind blown at the beginning, and they're mm. quite. And some of them are amazing with their testing. Oh my goodness, they just picked it up like that. And some of them mm. were a little bit more hesitant. Mm-hmm. and and I think it, it, it kind of highlighted to them maybe some of their weaknesses in anatomy and that they knew that they needed to get better, and that's exactly how I felt when I first did the course. But you could just see their confidence grow with the testing and the protocol throughout the weekend, and by the end of it, like, you know, they by the end of Saturday, their brains were fried, and they were all just like, I don't know. So yeah. even before Simon said it, I was like, just go home have some dinner, do not study, like go to sleep and just absorb all the information. Because if you go home and study, you're not going to get anything done. Just go home and forget about what you've learned and then come back tomorrow. Simon's going to recap. You're going to feel refreshed and then we'll carry on. And and don't forget about what you learned.
0: Just don't do any (laughs) more.
1: Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. But you know, just just, do forget it. Like your brain's going to start rewiring it or wiring it into your, into you when you sleep. But, Mm. Yeah, I was just like, just, just don't go and think about it. Like, just allow it to process, then come back the next day fresh. And and you know, and then Simon said it, and it was like, oh, good, I gave the right advice for you. Um, and uh, and then yeah, you know, they were all frazzled by Sunday. We were frazzled by Sunday, but everyone. I don't know that there was enthusiasm there as well. And it's, it, it's lovely to see it's an amazing experience because I remember that experience from when I did it, you're buzzed, but you're mm. exhausted. And then you're like, how am I going to incorporate this into my practice? How am I going to get it into my work? And it's, and this is why we're there as well. It's like, this is why we assist. So it, we can give them like, tools that you know you incorporate it slowly you do you take the core and you do that or whatever some of them were mm-hmm. really confident and some of them were like how am I going to put this into my practice and it's like slowly don't feel like you have to change everything integrate yeah. it drip feed it and mm-hmm. then you get to you know not where I am because I'm I'm still trying to figure it out but then you get to Simon Jones level and, and he is amazing so mm-hmm. you know it's it's impressive
0: yeah, exactly. There. How just, did you find it? It was uh, it was good. It was really good. It was really good to be around people again who um, mm. became yeah just entering into that community and all there mm. to learn. Um, good to be around people. Period. <laughs> you know, around strangers and stuff. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Absolutely. And then also in that capacity, it was, I felt like I was like sandpapering off some rust. You know, it was like because uh, it had yeah. been. So January last year was the last time we'd assisted, and right. um, yeah, and on top of that, because I'm not been seeing people face to face as mm. well, um, like yeah, just doing the practical application of uh, NKT just wasn't there as much. So it was quite good to uh, it was quite good to just yeah just practice on people again essentially, and um, and be like oh, yeah that's what that feels like you know that was good that was a good feeling, and it was just a process of uh, getting my head in gear for explaining things uh well again for any questions that came up and cropped up and and um making it resonate with the different kinds of people who were there mm. um <clears throat> so that was yeah it was a really good process for that as well and um and yeah it was a hot weekend which was freaking awesome it was this super yeah. sunny weekend right so very really um, hot yeah yeah a lot of walking um i did a lot basically Took me, it took me about an hour and 15 to walk from my place to the venue. And um, so I just did the walk there and back on both days. So I ended up walking like 30 kilometers each day as well, which is pretty cool. Nice. Not each day, uh, in total over the weekend, which is cool. And then, um, yeah, it felt totally fried as well by the end of the weekend because it is challenging just to stay on the ball uh, for mm. for that amount of dura- for that duration. And that was good to experience that feeling as well as just all that mental um effort how it relates to how it turns into physical exhaustion as well right so you finished it finished the day and i was like i'm so tired but i can't go to sleep that like you know that's that 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 tired feeling um so that was that was pretty funny so i was just like like in bed at nine o'clock on Sunday night and then just be like just just go to bed man just go to sleep please just go to sleep (laughs) so
1: but you can't because you're thinking and you're wired and you're going through everything that you went through through the day as well right
0: it was well it was more like I just felt tired And, um, there's that, I wasn't tired wide, you know, sometimes you cross that threshold of you're so tired Mm. that now it's almost impossible to go to sleep. There's like, for some reason, there's like a little bit of fight back from the system, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it felt a little bit like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, it was good. So, um, yeah, so that was great. And it's funny because I didn't even realize when I booked it in as well but this is the way that's gone down is basically assisting the NKT level one course on that weekend, then doing a two week brain coach boot camp with Sarah Mackay uh, for applied neuroscience um, study. And that's, that's like at least several hours a day of study as well. Plus like recommended reading and stuff. And then that's going to be bookended by NKT level two assisting on the weekend as well. And then I'm straight back into work. And I was like, holy shit i did not I, I didn't didn't even think about that <laughs> you know no, right. it's like how i'm going to be flitting between the two but also um just yeah that level of like mental uh, mental effort going in uh, going into uh, those like that 16 day period basically mm. so yeah it's, it's it's pretty intense it's been great but it's um uh, it's funny i just duck for good you know it's a good thing whether i realized it or not it doesn't matter i would have done it anyway but yeah. uh but it's just something that i've had to prepare for so uh yeah so that's good and um it's nice it's like especially with the course it's good to um it's like for me it's like being back at uni but actually studying something i give a shit about
1: right <laughs> and and that's cool that's yeah
0: it's really cool because really cool i just get i like you know i just read stuff and I study the lectures, and it's like, okay, great. This is this is good. You know, there is no extrinsic need for uh, pressure to study or pursue this. I'm just like, yeah, I just want to mm-hmm. do this. This is this is my thing, and so that's really cool. And um, yeah, getting exposure to different kinds of people, different um, it, uh, different work uh, backgrounds. Um, <clears throat> hmm?
1: Yeah yes I was saying I was agreeing with you
0: <laughs> yeah right and um <laughs> Sorry. yeah so yeah just no no it's fine it was just there was a slight lag there so I didn't I was like what did you just say but it was uh like you know therapists um other like other people like I think there's only one a person who, who works in uh, the fitness space um people who do leadership executive coaching um someone else has actually done a neuroscience degree but it, it like was several years ago so they like kind of recap recapping the things they learned To um yeah and it's just good and it's just good to be part of a crew who are curious about the same thing so that you know we can have these kinds of discussions and get to ask questions and and, uh, and excel from there so that's super useful because we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff in there which is going to be real relevant to work as well uh, not just to satiate my curiosity
1: can you see how you're going to incorporate it into your work already that like everything that mm. you've learned on the neuroscience course can you see how that's going to help within your coaching online program and with your clients as well
0: yeah 100 percent. like uh, everything about it is sure. pretty much uh, going to help with that as well there's aspects of it which aren't directly applicable um, in the sense that mm-hmm. all what it does is give me a deeper knowledge of certain things Mm -hmm. which may or may not apply to my clients um um, but nonetheless it all helps me to have a better understanding of the human mind and the human body and the nervous system and how it's governing everything and how we can influence it and help people make change so the kinds of things that we're really covering off are like you know a little bit of brain anatomy to start off with and um and processes of the brain networks and stuff like that, so we get to understand, you know, uh, functionally what's going on. And um, just to, on that reductive level, just to just so it sets us up for understanding some of the more complex uh, topics around, say, stress and how, like, the neurobiology of stress works and um neurobiology of emotions and thoughts and stuff like that so it just gives us a little bit of an underpinning in that sense but also highly applicable too so um all the stuff we learn is not just like here's the neurobiology of it it's also here's how you can apply this in Hey, uh, here's how you can use the neuroscience findings to apply that to your day-to-day work and apply that to the people that you work with so yeah so the kinds of things we're covering are like goal settings habits behavior change, motivation, flow states, aging, movement, nourishment, um, uh, social connection. Um, Yeah, I mean, basically, essentially, like neuroscience of mindset and and health. And yeah, we'd like, you know, the brain at the center of that model, but it Mm -hmm. applies to you know just how you live your life essentially so mm-hmm. it's a really good scientific grounding and all that kind of stuff and so yeah it's been really really exciting and uh, a lot yeah a lot of stuff to take in but it's but yeah totally totally valuable
1: do you feel like you've got a grasp of everything or are you gonna have to go away and dissect it a little bit more and how does it work does are you at the end of this two weeks, do you get the qualification or is it like, right, you've got to go off and do an exam and then come back and, and recap with everything? Yeah, we've got,
0: yeah, so at the end of it, you get an exam set and you've got, I think, well like six weeks to complete it, um, okay. 80% pass mark. And then, um, yeah, it's not designed to trip you up. You can take it as many times as you want to to get mm. to make sure you pass, but you get a certificate of completion in um applied neuroscience or in, in the neuroscience academy. So, um, yeah, just to show that, you know, you've done something. And it's, yeah, I don't know where it's accredited. I think definitely in Australia it's accredited because it's yeah. run in that hemisphere, in that part of the world. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you do, if you, you don't have to, but if you want that accreditation or if you just want to show that you've done a course in neuroscience and you've got to do the exam so and pass it and uh, get that certificate of completion. So, Right. Yeah. So I will do that for sure. Um, just make sure, yeah, just make sure I have the evidence for the efforts for the last couple of weeks at least. Um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's cool. All of it is, all of it's really useful. It's really well put together.
1: Have you learned loads of new stuff or had you read or heard about a lot of the stuff that was covered?
0: Yeah, so definitely heard about a lot of the stuff that's covered already, um, mm-hmm. but this just gives me uh, uh, two things. It's like you, you do your own reading, and you can maybe be a little mm-hmm. bit doubtful about some of the things you learn because you're not sure if it's exactly right. And because uh, even sometimes, even when you read it in a book, say for example, you want to know that other uh, other prof- other people in that sphere are. Either singing from the same hymn sheet or they're highlighting what they may disagree with so you can form a more uh informed opinion on 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 the subject and 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 come up with you know the nuanced uh, nuanced view of it. So uh so I had yeah, especially through like you know exposure with um Andrew Huberman as well neuroscientist Mm. who's been doing a lot of good public work in terms of spreading. I wanna
1: talk about him in a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, spreading the good word of um, neuroscience across across the globe and how we can use, uh, how we can, ha- the practical applications of the neuroscientific findings and how it essentially makes our lives better. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so he's been really helpful. And then some other things I've read, like, uh, for example, Stephen Kotler with the, the Flow Research uh, Collective, all the work and effort they've done over the last 20 or so years to, Piece together what it is to be in a flow state and what can we, what is a flow state and then what can we do to get into that flow state. And this is also touched on in um, Sarah's course. And then, and so, so having a little bit of a grounding in it helps me go into it with um, ability to gain a little bit more depth than i otherwise would instead of just being in there being mm-hmm. like okay cool i'm learning new stuff and i have to really process that i've already processed some of it so i can go in a, on a layer deeper and that's really mm-hmm. helpful um, um so yeah but it's consolidating a bunch of things and i get the opportunity to find out and ask where there might be some nuance to the things uh, that i have been reading just to make sure you know you just don't take everything as gospel and um Cool. uh yeah so it's been good for that um just yeah consolidate that what i already know and take it layers deeper and so that i've got an even better understanding of what's going on and um and there's lots and lots of material she's provided us to be like hey if you right. want to know more delve into this because obviously we cover it in a way which is um quite high level she's very good at breaking it down into hey here's yeah. like the the mechanisms for how this shit works but it's quite complicated. This is a higher level overview. If you really want to know more about it as well, there's all these other, uh, all this other material that you can delve into. Mm. So, yeah, so it's cool. That
1: sounds awesome. It really does. Mm. Um, yeah, I recommend it to anyone, day. especially
0: in our field, just because especially mm. coaches, people who are trying to help people make changes. Um, I highly, highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, one day I will definitely do it. It sounds amazing. It's just getting two weeks and all of that sort of stuff to, uh, mm. to actually sit I mean, down
0: and. Well, you do got the 12 week version, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you so got, you got the 12 week version because that's what it actually started off with, as is why well. it's a 12 okay. week Neuroscience Academy course. And then, yeah. then she just boiled it down into a two week boot camp if you want to just blitz it out. I started doing it and I was like, this is great. And then I started looking at all the extra reading material and all the recommended material and I was like, oh, I really get why this is a 12 week course. Mm. <laughs> you know, you start going through it and you realize. It.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'd probably have to do the 12-week. I don't think I could blitz it in two weeks. My Mm. life does not work like that. So, yeah, Yeah. but it it does sound awesome. Uh, Anything to do Mm. with neuroscience, I will just, yeah, absorb. And uh, uh, I listened to that um, Andrew Huberman podcast that you told me to listen to. And uh, Mm. he blows me away every time. Yeah, he blows me away every time. I mean, just his knowledge is so valuable, but some of the stuff he was talking about with sleep and the supplements he uses was just, I was like, oh, because some of them I take anyway, and I don't know if we can talk about those on the podcast, but there was one in particular that he was talking about, and I was just like, oh, that's why I'm having really, I'm having a really hard time sleeping at the moment. I don't know why there's a lot going on. Um, And just listening to him talk about sleep and how he dives down into sleep, I was like, Thank you for that reminder. I really, really needed it. Um, I don't know if I can talk about one of the supplements, um, but it was. Why not? Ash. I don't know. Just because I don't know. We're, we're not medical or anything, but this is some medical mm. advice. It was, it was ash.
0: Yeah, it's ash- not medical advice. What? Nothing. Nothing we say oh, is I can't ash ashwagandha.
1: Ashwagandha, and oh my mm. god, it works. Good god, I had that with the magnesium. Mm. And by the way, f- fair point as well.
0: Any anything we say is never medical advice, so no, it's uh, nothing ever. nothing to be yeah. concerned about with that as well. So if there is anything that somebody is going to be concerned about and they're thinking of applying whatever we've talked about, is like go and run it by the appropriate person. Yeah. is um, we're talking about personal somewhere. experiences and yeah, yeah. and uh, things that we know work based on literature as well, but it's going to depend on yeah. every person as well. So. We don't. We don't. We're not prescribers. We don't do that. No. Everybody else, is in your own hands. Whether you want to do any of the things that um, that we discuss here.
1: Yeah, and um, and and so I I, I got some of that just uh, for my own use, and mm. it so straight away well, you felt the difference. I was right. I was super drowsy off the bat, by you know, and and Doctor Huberman was like, I only take what is it again ashwagandha is
0: that how you say it Ashwa-
1: ashwagandha Ash- ashwagandha ashwagandha yeah um, you just switch and, the um, letters ashwagandha that's typically me um, sounds like you're
0: going to start saying wakanda soon yeah. ashwakanda um, and you just um, go all black panther um, on me
1: and he was like he only takes it when he really needs it and i was like mm. yeah i need that i'm gonna take that <laughs> And and uh, and you know and and with the magnesium that you take to help trans transition you into sleep, it it worked really well, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, so that was super beneficial just in itself to listen to that podcast and have that recap, and then the yoga nidra. I was like, yes, I must get back on that. So I did. I've been doing yoga nidras this week, um, just before bed. But also, it was just him talking about himself, and it was more personal. And he was talking about. The and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but the Hoffman process and mm. that sounded super interesting as well to yeah. me. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenally expensive to go and do one of those. But, um, but yeah, I like the idea of going and doing a week of just kind of self self work, self care, self therapy. That sounds really cool. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a process and I think you've got to be ready for that kind of thing to delve into mm. that kind of mind work Um it's full on but i definitely think it's valuable valuable work valuable a valuable process so yeah yeah, and that's the thing with with the human podcast is that you always take away so many things and Mm. you can apply them into your life pretty much immediately and they do work the sleep stuff's phenomenal really
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's just because sleep is sleep is the best part of life (laughs)
1: Sleep is the best part of life. I don't get enough of it. And it just it it just it is like you say, it's the bedrock and it's so important and 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 so I'm I'm very (laughs) I'm very sweaty about my sleep and how how I do it, how much I get, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm very, very like I'm quite regimented about my sleep. So it really annoys me when for whatever reason, because there's a lot going on, things are stressful at the moment, I don't get enough sleep. And, and and I'm just like, because I put so much in practice to make sure that my sleep is good, go to bed at the same time every night, I get up at the same time every day. So when my sleep isn't brilliant, it's like, right, what can I do to make it better? What can I do to optimize it? So listening to that podcast was like, there we go. Thank you. I needed that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, there's lots as well. There was another one he did recently and he was talking about fermented foods. And I was like, you know what? It's been a while. I've just so I haven't mm. had them for a while, so it was, yeah, it was a good Me reminder. Either.
1: You know, mm. it was like,
0: yeah, I haven't had them for a while, and um, I need to bring them back into the equation as well because yeah, it's just yeah. good for just good for gut health. So, so it's I just robotic. went and like, bought some kimchi, drank some, bought nice. and like yeah, was a kombucha again. I was like, yeah, I mean, this is that was good.
1: It's good brain gut health, brain health, gut health. Mm. You know, it has a, a knock on effect into into the brain, right? So. Mm-hmm um all of it's valuable and and yeah that's the sort of thing and also i need to look into that probiotic gut health bacteria because as i go on to uh photoshoot prep i'm going to need mm. all of that so right yeah i've got me super duper healthy fit B, everything um because your calories are so stripped down that you've got to make sure that you're functioning well otherwise you're not going to be able to train and if you mm. can't train there's no point so yeah you have to have You have to be working optimally. So Mm. I'm going to be looking into all that and yeah, kombucha, everything.
0: Mm. Are you started yet or are you starting Mm. in August with the Body Transformation Program? I
1: start, yeah, I start. So I'm starting to not taper at the moment. I'm lifting really heavy at the moment. Um, And my food is just normal. My food is around about, and you're going to say this a lot, but actually for for what I'm about to do, it's it's probably about on track. But my food, Mm. my calories are just over 2,000 a day. And then Mm. that's going to drop down phenomenally come the 30th of August. Um, mm. And the photo shoot, not that I've booked it yet, I'm, I'm having lots of thoughts about it, but that's going to be on the 1st or around the 1st of December. So mm. it's it's a good 14 weeks of stripping down and it's going to be phenomenally hard. So yeah, everything's got to be optimized because you just don't want to get injured. Um, yeah, but course. I'm lifting pretty heavy at the moment. Everything's mm. like, everything's ramping up and it's it's getting all quite heavy. <clears throat> but as as you as you get into the program, as you get into prep, And you do drop down your calories you're not going to be lifting as heavy because you you just can't there's no way i'm going to be able to you know squat while i'm squatting at the moment so yeah Mm. it's uh i'm looking forward to it but i'm nervous i'm ready but i'm nervous because it's it's like it's just the food's going to be hard
0: yeah Yeah, yes um have you solved the the deadlift yet or is that just an exercise yeah i have
1: actually it's better okay it's much better Um, and I think what it is, is it, it is, it's that progress and that adaptability. It's like my body at first was like, I don't understand what I'm doing. I'm not used to this. There was always like warning messages in my brain going, you shouldn't be doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, because from the past, deadlifts are bad, deadlifts are bad. You can't do this because of your spondylolisthesis. But actually the more I got into it and the more I adapted to it, the better my deadlift form has got. It's not perfect. But when you have a spine like mine, it's very hard to hinge that way. So it's getting better. And also it's just focusing on where you're actually trying to deadlift from. It's a hamstring Mm. exercise. It's a glute exercise. It's an all over body exercise, but it is a focus on the hamstrings and the glutes. So that's where you need to focus in on. And yes, your form, your posture has to be there, but it's getting better. It's so Mm. different though, like doing strength training and heavy strength training your posture is different it's it's kind of goes against the grain of us as rehab people but i get why you have to have your posture in certain ways why you have to have your spine in a certain way for certain exercises
0: oh. what have you noticed or what's the instruction so when
1: you when you squat heavy you have to extend your head your neck quite a lot you have to you have to it's almost like you have to Anterior tilt a little bit more, and then your neck has to extend a little bit more because you are squatting so much, and it does make sense to me. Um,
0: so anterior tilt through squat. the pelvis.
1: Pelvis, yeah, uh, yeah, anterior tilt, not massively, but you're trying mm. to carry quite a lot—well, 100 kilos on your back—so your spine has to share that load, and you. It's not that I'm overly doing it; I'm probably doing it just enough, but your neck. Has to extend a little bit more that I'm, than I'm used to to take that weight. You're not flexing or, or shifting in, in your ribs or anything like that, but you're trying to get down with all that weight. So the, the posture does change. Um, hmm. I wouldn't teach a squat like that, but it, it's, it's the bodybuilding way of squatting, so it right. is different
0: yeah okay well i can't speak of it in from that bodybuilding technique uh, kind of way but um mm. the hev- the heavier, but all, all i all i ever think is the heavier it gets the more integrity you need in your in your structure
1: mm, I don't, you know, so yeah
0: so if you you're be more neutral I yeah know. so if you're trying to lift something heavy um but you have to compensate your posture to be able to achieve that heavy lift then mm. well that's That's a one-way ticket to Problem City. So so if there's going to be an anterior tilt in there, it's just that, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think I do, though, because my my pelvis doesn't do that. I might film it for you, actually, to see what you think. Mm. I think it's just about my my, um, trainer has been trained. Yeah, I'll film it for you. I'll film my deadlift Mm. as well, and you can see what you Mm. think. But I don't think I can't anterior tilt. My pelvis and spine doesn't do that. So when people tell me to sit my bum out, actually it's probably just bring it into neutral. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So because I uh, my spine doesn't look like that anyway. It's boring conversation, but <laughs> no. Yeah, um, it, um, yeah.
0: What do you mean doesn't it look like that? Isn't it's already in that anterior tilt and you need to bring it more no, in?
1: No. No. You're it's, more flat. It's not in an anterior tilt. I'm flatter. My lumbar spine hmm. and my sacrum is flatter. So actually, when people are trying to get me to sit my bum out, they're trying to get me to to load share properly, I think, and and, mm. and have a normal lumbar curvature. Um, mm. Yeah, but I'll film I'll film me squatting one of these days. Yeah, uh, maybe when I start prep, and you can see what you think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I think mm, it's always about maintaining maintaining proper load share and that's going to be mm. having the normal curvatures in the spine regardless of yeah the, the load that you're lifting and yeah. yeah or if you are changing the the positioning then it's still equal load share like you're not hinging off of a particular point so you're not just craning on your no, neck you're not just I'm craning definitely on your lower back definitely not doing that all that kind of stuff
1: i think like no that if i was it's just a different way of training, isn't it? But like, I've never lifted yeah. heavy weights before, so I'm just going to do mm. what they tell me, and mm. then
0: but you'd be surprised as well yeah. because it's um, like a, a new technique. And this goes for anyone as well. It's like, yeah, I can do that. And mm. then as soon as you put somebody under load, the body just does some funky shit. And they're like, yeah, I'm doing it right. It's like, no, you know, it happens to me as well. Like I, like, again, we've got a little bit more body awareness as well. So it's like, okay, something's slightly off, but I don't know what it is. And then I get somebody else to look at it. It's like, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of like hitching your hip in a certain way. It's like, okay, fine. Um, Or, you know, you could film it myself. And then I realize, okay, this is what's not right about it. So um, we always need that external uh, viewpoint. Um, So it's like like, that sissy
1: squat, wasn't it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, exactly. That you was asked one me of the other benefits. you were
1: like, what am I doing? Yeah, mm.
0: that was one of the other benefits of the NKT weekend. Was like getting you to teach me how to sissy squat in the breaks, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was good. That was good fun. I was like, okay, that that feels a bit different, and uh, and that really helped out as well. And that's uh, and like you know, that's another thing as well as like somebody wouldn't really consider, but like the kind of angles that you're at and the leverage that you're placing on yourself to execute a sissy squat is probably more weight than you it's it's probably more like three or four times more weight that's going through those muscles than you would um consider loading with so you know that's um that's just another way of thinking about it is like you don't it's great to have weights it's um great to use weights um but for people are really apprehensive about using ways is okay well you just gonna have to figure out a different way to getting that same stimulus and um, Mm -hmm. and the way to achieve that is basically leverage and time and attention and changing your leverage so with the sissy squat is essentially you're standing on your toes and you're bringing your knees forward and you're keeping your whole line straight from knees to hips to shoulders and, and then basically trying to get your knees to essentially touch the ground and then come back up from there without breaking that straight line from knees to hips to shoulders. And it's freaking hard work. And um, so it's a good little skill, good little technique to work on. It really yeah, denches sure. out your quads for sure. And then, yeah, because I saw you in person for the first time in ages and then when you showed me, I was like, God mm-hmm. damn, your quads. I was like, this is freaking massive. So like you could kill someone with that. Don't say that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that I'm like they're freaking impressive quads I was like geez it's like that is epic
1: I'm not sure for a, for a lady having big quads is a good thing
0: why not it's, it's just this henchiness man it's, uh, it's sick I, <laughs> for, a lady. Actually,
1: for a lady I actually think that like my body shape is littler so you see the definition mm. a lot more so yeah yeah, um, but yeah, I can feel it. Like me doing all the heavy lifting has definitely strengthened up things like the CC squat. I've been practicing a lot this week, and I've been practicing pistol squats as well, and they are massively stronger. Mm. So, Hundred yeah. percent. and that's the nice thing I is where everything
0: feeding it. into each yeah. other, right? I mean, it's like in one yeah. one technique um, feeding into the next. And uh, one taking yeah. your know, exercise from one domain, putting and then seeing, okay, how does it affect this? And it's nice, it's cool, when it does that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and just everything together. Like, I, I teach four Pilates classes a week where I, I do them on Zoom and I have to do them, obviously, along with everyone. And I just feel like everything's just melding and, and helping. Like you say, everything's helping everything else. Like, my. My heavy weightlifting is helping my Pilates. My Pilates is helping that. It's helping like the stuff that I like to mess about with. I just feel so much stronger and so much, con- much more connected overall. It's insane. Mm. I've not done any running, yeah. really. I've done a teeny tiny little bit. And I was saying it to my trainer the other day. It's like, I have more energy at the moment, even though I'm busier, than I ever have done previously. Mm. So I think that's us to doing lots of strength training and less heavy cardio and having yeah. a better figure for it, which is crazy, but yeah
0: no well, that's what having a better f- figure is is basically putting on muscle mass and getting stronger, and that's what gives mm. you that's what gives you that tone figure is I mean mm. yeah, it needs to be busted that myth of we just need to do cardio to 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 be in shape is like no you hit a wall very quickly um, by doing yeah. that and uh, you're not putting on the, um, and as soon as you stop doing that if you keep eating the same calories you're going to put your weight back on uh, if you're mm-hmm. if the goal is weight loss basically and um, to get into a better mm-hmm. shape and trying to keep a slimmer figure and yeah, but if you put on muscle mass, then your actual calorie expenditure goes up, so you can actually start to eat more food by the time you're done yeah. with a cutting program, and hopefully you put on some muscle mass at the same time. Um, yeah. So if you're done it the smart way, so um, yeah, I mean you have to you have to be lift you have to be doing something which is developing muscle mass, and the best way yeah. we currently know how is to lift some weights, and so yeah. do that and um or use you know i say it's the best way because it's kind of like the easiest way that we know how but yeah doing body mm. weight obviously body weight training as well is just another way of achieving that as well yeah. so using your own body but this is again comes down to you yeah, know you get a little bit more creative with it in terms of leverage and time and attention and and things like that but it can still be done uh, for sure and uh yeah so yeah you're you're showing the way in that way as well. It's like, hey, mm. I feel better, I'm stronger, I've got more energy and I'm doing less cardio work than I've done in the past. Back hmm.
1: feels better. Everything feels more solid, yeah. more locked in. I haven't got any shoulder mm-hmm. pain anymore. Forearms mm-hmm. feel okay. Hang on a minute. You know, it, it all feels pretty good. So Yeah. But that's so the that's thing, it. it's so like I it. want it Yeah. I want it to stay like that. So optimizing nutrition. Yes, it's going to strip down, but I have to make sure that I'm supplementing that with things like probiotics as well, for me to make sure that I stay healthy because I've got a very busy schedule, um, I've got a lot going on, plus mm. prep That's full on, but it's exciting. Yeah. It's good.
0: Yeah, amazing. I love that, and that's why exactly what I hoped for you as well, which was the strength training is going to be the missing piece for you yeah. with your back, and it's really mm. starting to starting to kick in. So. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's amazing because obviously you do an incredible job of taking care of yourself anyway, and then, yeah. and you know your back's generally good, but this just takes it to another level where you're like, oh my god, I got even yeah. more confidence in taking care of my back now, and everything feels, yeah. um, everything feels better. Body feels sturdy. I feel more dense, and mm. in in a way which allows me to get more out of life. So this is freaking awesome.
1: Sturdy's a good word. It definitely feels. Mm much earlier but it also and and this is what i love about strength training which kind of blows my mind as well is that it feels more mobile like i have more mobility and movement as well as stability and strength within my spine Mm. because of the strength training plus the pilates plus all the stuff that i mess about with um but yeah i was just thinking today as i was doing my training session that Mm. i've just got to be careful that i don't mess about too much and do any silly jits rolls that's going to just knock my neck out or anything like that. It's like, shit's about to get real. It's like, I hmm. cannot damage myself by doing thing anything. Oh, I'm just not this up. No, no, no. Just, just be <laughs> sensible. And you know, just, just be careful and warm up. Yeah. You know? So that's my yeah, advice yeah. to myself. It's like, don't do anything stupid because you will hmm. injure yourself and then you're going to not prep back. So.
0: Yeah. I think um, what you said about, Um, feeling more mobile which seems counterintuitive Mm. to you from doing strength training well this is what the great thing about building strength on a solid foundation does for you as well so you've you've got you you work on your stability regularly you you like you know Mm. the mobility is there but you feel even more you feel like you have more access to it and uh, and the way i'd theorize that's going on is You're giving yourself more capacity with strength, so you build your stability, you build strength on top of that stability, and then you've got a lot more to play with Mm -hmm. in terms of how safe your body feels making and executing movements. And um, any kind of movement and mobility is done off of a stable platform, so from the body's perspective, joint needs to be stable and then you will have mobility through it. If the joint is not stable, you're not going to yeah. have mobility. So this is why people can hammer, hammer, hammer away at mobility work and never see a real difference over long term. They'll see mm. notice a difference for a few hours. Is like, okay, I can make a difference for a few hours in my, say, hip range of motion so that I can drop into a good squat. But then a few hours later, it's gone. And um, part of the reason why is because the joint just generally just doesn't feel safe being um, where it is. And so it get stiffer and then you're constantly mm. working on mobility where really the thing you needed was stability. So as soon as you get your stability in your okay. body and your brain goes, hey, I, I'm, I'm the joint is, joint is here. It's in the right place. You can do what you want now. And then you have that stability and uh, mm. you will keep your mobility so you don't necessarily have to work on it. Like I barely work on my mobility because I just wow. have access to it. You know, I because yeah. I, I keep on top of like stability mostly so um when you have that baseline and then you build strength on top of that you're giving yourself a lot more room to play with and then your body feels even safer to do to be mobile to move through the yeah. environment so um so for that's that's how people want it to work out you need to Stop hammering away at stuff which isn't getting you long-term results. And you need to start doing those things which make your joints feel safe, make you feel like you have more confidence in your body, not just for now, not just for the workout. um, Because you keep doing that, you keep hammering at that, then what you're actually doing is ebbing away, chipping away at your actual capacity over time. And then you start to wonder why you're breaking down. So instead, have that baseline, work that stability. Mobility comes with that um stay on top of those things put strength on top of that and then you're a freaking machine you know
1: mm, that's a really good advice and and you know what it is really interesting like you see a lot of hip mobility 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 stuff on social media like instagram mm. everyone's on this kind of hip mobility train at the moment and you know that while that's yeah. great advice and while it's great it's actually you can't build that mobility unless you have stability and strength and Mm -hmm. the breath work and the core and spinal stability. And so I feel like people are going in and trying to get all this hip mobility and and do all these kind of range of motion exercises, but actually they need that stable platform first. They Mm -hmm. need that pelvic stability and that intra-abdominal pressure work. and, um, And I feel like everything you said is like how I feel. Everything that you were talking about, it's like that's what I've just accessed and mm. that's what's gonna get better and better and better over not just the next three months on prep but forever now. And I feel like my body fingers crossed, but I don't even feel like I need to cross my fingers because it's like I've finally figured out how it all works and and anything on top of that is going to be a bonus. You know, yeah, I could do hip yeah. mobility stuff, but actually as long as you train the basics and you draw the basics and you're doing your strength training and and your breath work and your stability training, like you can add those little frilly bits on top, but I don't know, you know, that, that's for fun. Not for fun. I don't mean like that. I don't mean to take away from anything like that, but for me, it's like doing those really nice hip mobility drills. It's like, Oh, that's, that looks good. I'll have a little go at that, but that's not my mainstay. That's not my Mm. main thing that I need to do. They're not my foundational work. um do you know what i mean is that does that make sense it's like everything that i'm doing you
0: don't you don't need to be doing those things yeah yeah because it goes back to that point of if you're constantly doing the same thing over and over again and something uh Mm. to try and try and keep what you've already got rather than build on it Mm. then that thing's not working so you need to yeah you know, there's a cutoff point, so you need to go. You need to go beyond that, and um, yeah, you're a good example of it. Is like, I don't need to do any hip mobility work because my hip mobility is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, even if yeah. I've done a heavy session of squats and a heavy session of deads, because I've accessed my range of motion, because my brain is happy letting me be in those ranges of motion, it's not taking. It's not taking yeah. it away from me. So there's no reason for you to continually do those. Bits of home, those bits of work, mm-hmm. and um, and so then the next thing is like, okay, if you do ever lose access to that mobility, it's like, okay, well, what have I been doing wrong? You know, what's mm-hmm. what's gone differently so that um, it's been taken away from me? And, and yeah. then you assess that and then you start doing the right thing again, and then you know, it comes back. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, every time is uh, what you said stability, stable platform mobility comes from that and then you build strength on top of that stable platform and then your yeah. body feels safer to have access to all that yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't even Definitely you don't even have to like, like yeah like you said it's like it, it is frilly stuff in the sense that it's unnecessary because mm. um you don't need to be doing any of that Um, to maintain you just need to be moving well and exercising well and that will help you maintain those baselines Um, because the idea is always I mean especially in our line of work the idea is always that you know somebody doesn't have to do their back rehab exercises forever you know the idea is that you do them you start to feel better and then you feel better and then you have uh, you do other things which build on top of that so as you progress 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 you've left that way behind and and you just know that you always have that tool available to you or those sets of tools available to you to take care of your your back issue. Um, in case it ever comes back again because lo and behold life being what it is shit happens sometimes and you just might need to rely on those tools again and that's nothing to be afraid of you know it's not like oh will this ever happen to me again will I ever be in this place again it's like no I mean at least when my clients work with me there's an education on what pain actually is what it means for you if you are back in pain and how it's not the end of the world it's not a catastrophe you know it's not like screw it there might as well be an asteroid that hits the earth and everybody die with me <laughs> feeling like um, i've just gone back 20 paces it's like no yeah. everything's fine just shit happens and here's how you deal with it and then two days later you're totally fine again so yeah. um it's always about having those tools in your toolkit but then moving away from them because you just don't need to you don't need to use them anymore and uh, only yeah. coming back to them just in case you ever need to and yeah so there's so many things with hip mobility, like you know, you doing a pistol squat, for example, they're feeling better by doing the strength training and you haven't done what people traditionally do a lot of the times for pistol squats is just do a ton of mobility for the ankle and a ton of mobility for the hips and just to make sure that they can sit in the bottom. And it's like, well, I ain't done nope. any of that. I've just been doing strength Fun training nothing. and yeah. uh, my, my ability in that movement has improved. So yeah. there you go. It's like you don't need to do those things. Um, you just need to do the thing that keeps you moving well. And yeah. and that yeah. usually is a lot less than, less is more basically in, yeah, in this sense. Yeah, it is.
1: Simpler the better, I think as mm-hmm. well. It doesn't yeah. have to be complicated. I think, you know, especially like you look online and, and everyone's doing this complicated shit and it's it's just like, and like, oh, it looks so cool. But actually simpler the better. Breathing mm-hmm. every single time. I remember Kathy saying to us, it's like she always starts with her breathing she always gets everything in check. You always have to come back to that because some days are going to be better than others. Some days your, your diaphragm is going to be stuck or your oblique is going to be stuck. It's like we always come back to that because that always needs optimizing. And I always come back to that. And then you start from there. You work from the ground up. Everything's simple. And then you go into your strength training. Um, yeah. And I find it works. Something yeah. else I've been doing a lot of is nose breathing as well. Yeah. Um, but also switching it up and having a play around when I'm lifting heavy, you can't nose breathe. There's no way, Hmm. no way in the world. Am I nose breathing? I'm tension breathing. Sorry. What were you going to say?
0: So define this difference there. So you're no, you're not nose breathing, you're tension breathing.
1: So tension breathing is where you would take a breath in and then you would basically retain that pressure by making like a shh noise or it's, no, so you're retaining the pressure, and you're keeping the pressure within the pressure? the the uh, intra-abdominal pressure. So the pressure within the abdominal cavity that the diaphragm creates as the diaphragm as you inhale the diaphragm compresses down, it creates a pressurized container within the abdominal cavity, and that's intra-abdominal pressure. So that's the pressure that you're trying to retain, and then you slowly shh it out, and that almost holds that pressure. So you have to do that. I personally think when you're
0: when Sport, you said "shit sh- out," saying? it sound When you said "shit out," it sounded <laughs> like you said "shit it out." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it to like, say it like that. <laughs> yeah. Or "shit out." Yeah. <laughs> um, is it? Yeah.
1: When you're when you're squatting a hundred kilos, you can't nose breathe. I'm sorry, um, but when and what, what would you mean by nose breathing. breathing? So mouth closed, breathing in and out through the nose. Um. I'm not there yet. I, there's no way I could. So what you're saying is when you're and,
0: when you're squatting when you when when you're squatting heavy, you're not nose breathing, are you? are not breathing in and breathing out. You're breathing in and holding that tension so that you can come up with the weight. Yeah,
1: hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, exactly. you breathing. Yeah, so um, yeah, but today I weights, that's, that's
0: necessary. That's necessary as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's go on.
1: Usually necessary. I've seen lighter weights today, like just band resistance, like squats, just to keep everything going. And i can nose breathe it's easier but then i was also just practicing i was taping my mouth at night i was like let's get back on this train um i feel like everything's just a bit tense around my jaw so i just tape my mouth to just get my breathing back in check and get everything to to untense through my jaw muscles but also then i just started applying it to my exercise and i've been closing my mouth quite a lot when i've been walking um i've just been playing around with it like well, what works best for me you know it's just mm. Can I nose breathe when I'm walking? Do I have to open my mouth? I know that sounds weird if you're listening, but actually keeping your mouth closed and walking and exercising is quite hard. So it, it does take a bit of work to do to keep your mouth closed and walk quite quickly um, or do weight training, lightweight training. It is, it, it is harder, but I was just playing around with it and seeing what I was capable of, you know? You you listen to the guys at Oxygen Advantage and they're like, you should be nose breathing for most of the things that you're doing. You listen to someone like Happy Dooley and it's like, change it up. See what works for you. There's a time and a place for everything. So it's what I've been doing over the last week is just having a play about with it all.
0: Mm. Yeah, so with um, with that differentiation between nose breathing and tension breathing, like uh, generally speaking, if you're going to be lifting heavy weights, if you're going to be doing something that's quite strenuous, you need to retain the intra abdominal pressure. You need to retain that core activity so that you protect the integrity of your spine and yeah. you are um, able to execute the movement that you need to execute. Whereas if you're doing yeah. everyday stuff, the opposite end of the spectrum is just everyday stuff. You don't need to be tensing your, tensing your abs in and, um, and just trying to get life done that's completely inefficient. So time and a place, task dependent. And yeah. um, nose breathing is how you wanna live your life. You wanna breathe in and out through the nose. Your nose yeah. is a breathing organ, <laughs> if, in case anybody needed that to be spelled out for them. Um, however, yeah. However, a lot of people don't use it well. So this is why we're talking about nose breathing um, and the, the various health benefits of nose breathing as well. Eh, because it is designed or rather the way we have evolved is to have a nose that assists us in the most efficient uh, way to breathe for our biomechanics as well as our biochemistry as well as our well-being Mm. Um, we want to breathe that way but most of us a lot of people don't in our modern world for various reasons yeah and um, but it all comes down to you know ill function of the the jaw neck and mouth and um, nose for example so mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's where the differentiation comes into it that's why Jude talks about nose breathing in one thing and tension breathing in another and trying to actually practice um, keeping your mouth shut during things that aren't supposed to be strenuous and so mm-hmm. is that something that's um, like uh, just day to day life is it something that you noticed or is that something that you did which was not breathe through your nose very well so And now it's more of a thing where you're trying to get that back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I suffer from allergies quite a lot, so it is incredibly difficult. And this is what I get a lot of when I do talk about nose breathing is it is incredibly difficult when you have sinus issues to breathe through your nose. It is possible. You have to train that breath work and the nose is a muscle. So yeah, I totally get it. If it's bunged up and it's clogged, it's like, well, how am I supposed to breathe through my nose? And it's like, it's possible, but that takes mm. practice because you have to clear the airways and you have to practice it in phases to, to get that, that sinus issue to go through. A lot of people that i talk talked to are like, I don't know how you take your mouth at night. I snore. I keep my mouth open. I have to keep my mouth open. It's like, yeah, because the nose is a muscle. And if you're not training it and you're training mm. your mouth and you're keeping your it's mouth like open a muscle, and you're slackening yeah. your jaw, it's not going to work so you have to train it so you take your mouth for 10 minutes see how that goes you might rip it off take your mouth the next night you might get 15 in and then you go and you go and go i can get i can probably do about seven hours of mouth taping a night now before i rip it off without, without really realizing well that's not bad going mm. um because mm. it is it can feel quite uncomfortable especially if you do have allergies or stuff going on but it's training it. You've got to you've got to learn to train that muscle again, or two muscles if you like. Um, and uh,
0: when you're referring yeah, to as muscle, which bit are you talking about?
1: I, I I don't actually know. I haven't done the nose anatomy. I'll be honest with you. But if you think mm. about it, if the air's going in through both nostrils, if you actually close one nostril and breathe in and out through the other, and then try the other side, you might notice that one side's got more ability to get air in and out than the other. So mm that's that's what you maybe notice and maybe you need to work on one side over the other it might be that your nose is slightly deviated so just learning to breathe through your nose takes training and effort and work you know especially if we were doing that the whole time yeah it is going to be harder but it's beneficial because not only does the air that's going in get moistened filtered warmed And that then goes down into our lungs. And we have all this biochemistry going on in our lungs. That's super beneficial for every single system in our body. If we're we're mouth breathing, that doesn't happen. But it also slackens up the jaw. Everything can kind of just shut down. Our breathing mechanics can shut down. We can slightly change our head position as well. And Mm. it feels like sometimes it's sleep apnea, right? Sometimes people get that they snore, they don't feel like they've had a restful night's sleep, when you do take your mouth up, everything changes and you get a better night's sleep I definitely Mm. noticed that so that's why I've got back on that sleep train and doing everything like nose nose breathing mouth taping, yoga nidra taking my supplements, it's like my sleep needs to get back on track especially with
0: what Mm. I'm about to do yeah, yeah exactly, you need that recovery right, so yeah, so the idea is like um, um, talking about the nose and not having the ability to breathe well through the nose um, the idea is is that you train it like a muscle i.e. you if you don't yeah, use a muscle sorry, it atrophies it if you use a muscle yeah. you you it grows and you have better access to it so that's the idea with the nose as well it's like it's not that it is a muscle yeah. there is no muscle up there it's just that it's you train it as if you're training a muscle is the use it or lose it principle yeah yeah basically um, uh, so yeah and I, For a lot of people it just sounds strange to hear that you take you can tape your mouth when you sleep because first of all it just sounds like a really uncomfortable thing to do to have tape on your mouth but there is types of tape available which i feel like you know you barely got anything on your lips basically and it's just Mm -hmm. like a little strip it doesn't have to be anything major so there's you're not um, covering it all, yeah it like that. yeah exactly it's not like you're in a halloween you're not like in a horror movie or something and you just get you know i have to put on a freaking n95 mask while you sleep yeah none of that shit is uh yeah <laughs> if anybody is doing that <laughs> then uh yeah you should have some pretty strong breathing mechanics potentially if you're able to do that throughout the night um,
1: Tiny little bit of tape people, don't worry, it's yeah, just little, exactly. you can take it off, you can still breathe through your mouth, you can still yeah. talk, try yeah, not exactly. to take your whole
0: mouth up. Yeah, if you <laughs> feel like you're going to die, you can literally just take it off. <laughs> it's fine, you'll be okay. But uh, but there's other ways of practicing it, it doesn't have to be during the night, it can be while you're sitting no. around at home. Um, you can put it on while you're sitting around at home. So the reason you would recommend that is because if you're struggling with um, good breathing quality and breathing mechanics, then that is a way to, uh, way to recover it. Um, is to tape mouth shut and force yourself to breathe through your nose and just practice it. Like you said, like a minute at a time or something like that. Um, it could just be, you don't even have to use tape. You could just, you know, just close your lips and just, um, um, put your fingers on them just to know that they're closed and so you get that feedback as well as like oh really yeah. they just sort of yeah i mean it sounds stupid but just like you know you don't realize if you lose your position in an exercise because you start to get tired mm-hmm. from doing the exercise it's a similar sort of thing with the breathing you don't necessarily realize that you'll start to breathe through your mouth you know i mean most people aren't necessarily paying attention to the fact that they're breathing through their mouth. So that's why you got to bring that little bit of awareness to it. So you just end up closing mm-hmm. your mouth and just you know, stick a finger on your mouth and then just make it so that you're aware that you're not opening your mouth to breathe. And then just keep constantly breathing in and out through the nose as best as you can. But there's also techniques that you can use to uh, unblock your nose if that's the first hurdle that you've got to get over. And yeah, um correct. So yeah so there's certain things you can do to open up your sinuses which sounds crazy is like how do you actually do that but there's ways of doing it um and uh, uh some very very simple techniques is why well. i use it whenever i feel like just for whatever reason my nose is getting blocked up and um so you know just do um uh, what looks like a bit of a you know you pinch your nose and you sway um that's i mean that's not the full instruction but that's essentially what you do and um you start to Notice um, that you get that um, uh, airways opening up and then you're able to breathe in and out through your nose again. So you do that and then mm. it makes life easier for you. So there's, there's a bunch of techniques you can use and it's not something that should be dismissed in any kind of way because because of the simple fact that you will be better utilizing oxygen. So if you've got any kind of fitness yeah. goals, you're actually going to become fitter just by breathing better mechanically through your nose and um so uh just that fact alone i think should be pretty convincing that you become fitter because you're breathing in and out through your nose
1: you have more energy as well it 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 basically regulates all the systems in the body it Mm -hmm. helps your cardiovascular system everything lowers blood pressure helps with respiratory issues it, you exactly. know it, it is it's massive so it, it has so many benefit it oxygenates the body better you think well how does that work but it it's the whole biochemistry that happens in the lungs when you are nose breathing and there's just more chemical it, it's just a better chemical process and blood actually gets oxygenated oxygenated better because of it um so yeah it's huge and i and i do feel that even though my sleep is a little bit erratic at the moment. I've been I've been mouth-taping for the last week, and I'm coping with my life, which, you know, is, is important. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it does – all of this stuff helps. And um, even as trainers, even as it, it, us, too, that we advocate all this, it's like sometimes it does all fall by the wayside, and we do forget about it, or life gets busy, and you, you stop doing it, and then you remember, or you listen to Dr. Andrew Huberman, and you're like, oh, yeah – I must do that, and um and when you when you bring it all back in it um it's powerful and and it yeah. does really help, and sleep is the absolute number one thing for every single thing that you want to do, so yeah, make sure your sleep is optimized as often yeah. as you can,
0: yeah, exactly, and uh, for a lot of people. It's um, it's going to need to be optimized in different ways as well. there's like you know, some people might be night owls. Some people might be early birds. Absolutely. Yeah. Some people might exactly. be just you know, straight down the middle. Just like yeah, um, yeah. just a normal sleeper. Other people, um, depending on like you know, kind of work schedule, when you find yourself uh, doing your best work, those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's just kind of taking into account all those different factors. But essentially, especially you can. Yeah, especially you can. Just yeah. try and sleep when it's dark and be awake when it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. we are to diurnal creatures.
1: Between the hours of 12 and 4, yeah. Don't mm. look at your phone between the hours of 12 and 4 because that mm. can create
0: a stress hormone, right? Is that what it is? You um,
1: create a stress, what, just hormone, basically,
0: stress response. Well, yeah, I mean, like, because our, our life is based on a circadian rhythm, um, so mm. when... And when it's dark out, we're supposed to be basically winding down and asleep. And when it's bright out, we're supposed mm-hmm. to be the opposite. We're supposed to be alert. And what's happening mm-hmm. is the your your body clocks pick up on the fact that there's a day and night schedule. If you've um, especially yeah. if you've been entra- trained and trained that properly. And mm-hmm. um, so basically, um, so then what starts to happen is if you're exposed to bright light in the middle of the night. When you know the in the dead of the night when there's no not supposed to be any light out and if you um, and you're doing that for an extended period not like you know just wake up you had to turn the light on just to check something or go to the toilet and then come back to bed nothing like that it's like if it's if it's on for an extended period of time your phone counts as that as well because it's bright light very bright light that's going into your eyes then it has a pro depressive effect on the body it just hits this part of the um, brain this circuit that's involved in um, essentially it will uh, suppress your production of the uh, motivation and motivation hormone dopamine so the thing that makes you do things in life um, that that uh, that neuro, uh, the neuromodulator gets uh, dialed down so basically what that translates to is you're going to feel shit if you're going to stay up in the middle of the night often and have bright lights Mm -hmm. overhead especially on around you and it is like i said it's a pro depressive circuit so you want to essentially not expose yourself to uh night in the middle light in the middle of the night uh um, with any kind of regular uh regularity so um and yeah you'll start to notice as soon as you come off that kind of schedule and you start to in train, um, your circadian rhythms a bit better. So you're actually sleeping at the times you're in st- uh, been staring at a screen in the middle of the night. You're just going to feel better. It's almost, yeah. <laughs> it's almost guaranteed unless you've got some sort of issues, um, that, um, you're not aware of and that you need to address, but, um, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a huge, uh, getting that sleep right, especially in line with, uh, circadian rhythms. It's, uh, it's it's like you said. It's the bedrock. It's a bedrock for health, and um, there's there's so much yeah. that comes from it. I mean, the amount of times, I mean, every time I wake up after, a f- like, wake up automatically, you know, I don't need yeah. an alarm after a great night's sleep. You just got boundless energy, right? You just feel like okay, there is nothing in this yeah. world that's going to stop me from doing what I need to do today or enjoying my life yes. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it always uh, it always pays off. And it's, it's yeah. funny because um, there's that whole um, culture around, you know, sleep when you're dead. It's like, yeah, okay, but that's also going to shave about 15 years off your life as well. So yeah, you died uh, way earlier than you should have done. Yeah, plus uh, the idea that it's um, the first thing that kind of goes when you need to get shit done is your sleep. And, yeah. and actually, if you get that sleep and you have that good quality sleep and you wake up refreshed the next day, you actually have a lot more productivity than if you try to save those couple hours for effort and staying awake. So yeah. it's, uh, the trade-off actually isn't that worth it.
1: No, I agree with that. Sleep when you're dead. That's uh, I know uh, lots of people say that, but it's like, no, I'll mm-hmm. sleep now, thank you. And I make sure yeah. that I'll get to bed at a, a decent time so that I can get up and be productive.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, so I can live my good life. You know, it was like, oh, that's just boring, isn't it?
1: And squats 100 kilos, all right?
0: Yeah. Damn right. You like you just <laughs> throwing throwing weights at people. Is like, you want to judge my life? Here, catch this. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, Yeah, that. you should you shouldn't, shouldn't have asked me. Shouldn't have shouldn't have taken a piss. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah, sleep sleep allows us to you know go all week you're doing a course i'm doing loads of stuff then we've got a course at the weekend it's like without getting good sleep we would be ruined Mm -hmm. so it's huge it's so important everyone's schedule is going to be different you know i'm sure some people listening to going well hang on a minute you know i'm i'm up at 12 at night and i'm doing all this stuff and it's like cool don't worry your schedule's different to ours and just as long as you get a certain amount of time, yeah, it's not great with the circadian, but as long as you get a chunk of time when you're asleep and it's good quality sleep, mm-hmm. don't even worry, everyone's yeah. going to be different, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Essentially, you want to use light to help and train that. So, if you're somebody who has to be awake at 12, one o'clock in the morning,
1: yeah. then,
0: um, to you know, in for not for a non negotiable reason, then, um, then you want to essentially set your day up so that you are. Oh, peaking at those times and you you can entrain those rhythms as well but by the the single Mm -hmm. biggest thing is by using bright light so for someone like that you're going to have to use artificial light uh, but make sure it's really bright to
1: yeah
0: to help you entrain uh, those uh, daylight um, Daylight
1: light right
0: yeah you get stuff like um like i use the lumi uh lumi lux uh wait what the hell is it called yeah i think so hang on it's right here
1: is this an LED light?
0: Uh, it's oh, not, cool. um, hang on, uh, no, I can't grab it. The wire's not going to go far enough, but it's, um, it looks like a tablet it's the face of a tablet it's like a 10 inch thing and uh, it's got like uh, ten thousand lux when you look at it from 15 centimeters away which is too close it's like right here right but um but from even a couple of feet away it's like a thousand lux of light which is a good amount of light to Mm -hmm. start you to get that brightness it's way brighter than what your ambient light would ever be so yeah you use that i mean when i uh, because i I needed yeah, I needed that assistance in the beginning. Where it was like, okay, I need to set my uh, set myself up uh, to. Um, I need to start setting myself up to actually wake up at an earlier time uh, than I was, mm. and uh, and get used to that. And so the best way to do it is you know, just basically get up and go outside and get some natural light. Um, uh, second best option is to use that uh, use that bright um, bright artificial light. So I started using that and literally two days later. It was wild how quickly it changed, but I just woke up like two minutes before my alarm was uh, was going off. And then it's yeah. just become a much more regular thing where, um, yeah, I just I just wake up around. It's much easier for me to wake up around that time now as well, so yeah, it happened straight away. And uh, well, pretty, pretty effectively that's not going to be the case for everyone else. It might just take a couple of weeks so just like consistent effort of like viewing some evening light and, uh, evening, evening sunlight, uh, sunlight, and then waking up in the mornings and catching natural light, um, mm. within, within half an hour, ideally of waking up. Um, and then, yeah, you start to see the difference. You start to notice that you're changing the, um, times that you're alert basically during the day. And, uh, yeah, it's really beneficial.
1: That's really cool. I think I need to get one of those things. I think that's mm. hugely beneficial, and it just goes to show just how you can structure if you if you're you know just how important light is and how you can actually structure your circadian rhythm and get it back on track by doing that. If you can't get out in the daylight because it has to be outside at mm. roundabout dawn to, to set your circadian clock. If you can't do that, then that's a great thing to do. And actually, I think I need to get one of those things as well, especially as we head into winter. And it is harder mm. to get that daylight in. Um, yeah. But again, yeah, that, you're doing great um, things to set your clock.
0: Yeah. that Well, that, that wavelength of light that you want to have exposure mm. to, uh, the natural light, which helps set those kidney rhythms, is basically is before before the middle of the day so i think it's about between like 10 and 11 like 10 o'clock ideally before 10 you'll catch that light if it's after that you won't really catch it i believe yeah um so so yeah so essentially like you said dawn all the way up until i think 10 a.m um i'll need to clarify that but basically that will be a good cut off to to use um because of the yeah funny enough it's not just like you know um the light that we see has different wavelengths as well just like different kinds of sounds. So um that will help with uh, yeah, so seeing at yeah, that point up to that point. Um so essentially just wake up and within half an hour go and catch some light.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also at sunrise as well or as close to sunrise as you can. If you catch that light, the light different, the colors are different and that mm. helps to set your circadian rhythm as well. So it's to do with color as well, I think and the it's the light, the yeah. Types in it's the different,
0: The different wavelength of light, basically, at that time. How because it hits if it's the, if you it um, well, it's always going to hit the eyes the same way um, because of mm. the the structure. It's more like yeah, it's more like the wavelength of that. Um, actually, no, that's, well, it that's it a good point. It's like that wavelength might well the wavelength does different things, basically. Um, so, in terms of how it hits the eye, um, well, I think yeah. I think that yeah that'll be something to clarify but it's essentially yeah. it's just it's, it's to do with the wavelength of of, uh, uh, of the light and uh, so as an example if you were to view like afternoon light basically it's not going to actually make a difference to your circadian no. um, uh, in training because that's when that process is at its weakest um, so okay. it's more to do with that specific wavelength of light the stuff that you get at dusk stuff you get at dawn and a couple hours um either before dusk and a couple hours after dawn as well
1: when we say light as well um never look directly at sunlight or the sun obviously just you're looking at the sky not directly at the sun so when we say looking at light we actually just mean the hues the colors of sunrise and sunset um within the sky but please never look directly at the sun just a caveat that there.
0: <laughs> yeah, just just try it. It'll turn you into your best Robert De Niro impression, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, which mine's very bad.
0: <laughs> you just look like a really sad camel.
1: <laughs> a sad camel.
0: Oh, <laughs> thanks. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good, was a good attempt at uh, I your rob, I my yeah, Robert did. De Niro face. Everything. So I do try, try to rob Try to Robert De Niro face. Pulled off a sad camel. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh,
1: story of my life. Really tried, tried to pull off one thing and actually just ended up being a chimp <laughs> or a camel. So yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You you keep being that chimp. You keep being that camel. Don't let anyone tell you you can't be that.
1: I love a chimp, but I'm such a chimp. I'm proud. I'm proud to be a chimp.
0: Yeah, where'd that yeah. come from?
1: Um, uh, do you want the story of why I am a chimp?
0: Well, it sounds like there's a story. It? So of course, of yeah, course, we want a story. a story. Everybody wants a story. So
1: when yeah, of course, when I was um, so when when my friends and I were in our twenties. And at a time where I used to drink alcohol. Um, we were around our mate's house one night and um they all got out the red wine. And, uh, and I can't believe there's an actual clumsy. story for
0: a specific event for this. This is great. All right, okay. Yeah. 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 I,
1: I, I'm I'm mega clumsy in life as it is. You know right. this about me, don't you? I'm quite clumsy. I just I just fall over um, <laughs> with no reason at all. And uh, so when I was drinking red wine, I was basically just kind of even more clumsy and just basically knocking over like wine glasses and bottles, and my mates were trying to catch and um, <laughs> and and, and so yeah, like it a, was like a very
0: a, a very nice in ball room. in a china shop.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, just like a, a sort of annoying drunk chimp. Just, you know, <laughs> flailing around and chucking wine glasses. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Because and, and and so from there on in, I think we're about 20, 21, I've just been known as, as the chimp because I am <laughs> very, very clumsy and not very good at drinking. So dude, the chimp, oh, yeah, I am. Like, yeah, I, just, I am real ch- chimp. What?
0: Oh, man, this is why you need to go and... Actually, for this reason alone, you need to go and fulfill your Muay Thai fighting dream. I need you to come out and your announcer's got to say, Jude the Chimp Harsheimer. <laughs> that's, your, that's your fight name.
1: <laughs> but, but no, because then I've got to walk out to Pantera and everyone will be like, what? Yeah, so amazing. That, I, don't a, I don't want to be a chimp not a fighter. There's, there's no chimp that's well, good at fighting.
0: What are you talking about? Chimps are brutal. <laughs> are
1: They're they? Fucking are they
0: just chimp Yeah, of me? course they do. No, no, no. No, no, no. Chimps are brutal. You don't know how strong they are. They just oh, chimp okay. fist the shit out of everything and they'll just, they'll just kill stuff. There you go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that face is becoming automatic for you. Sad camel. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to change. You're not going to be chimp now. You're going to be sad camel.
1: I don't want to be sad camel. Oh <laughs> the boy, the camel. Oh, um, no, I don't want to walk out. I, uh, do you, the chimp Hersheimer. No.
0: <laughs> yes. It's not gonna
1: happen, G. It's it's, it's happen. done.
0: It's 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 written. <laughs> so it has been said. So it, so it shall be done.
1: I'm not training for a fight.
0: We don't care about that bit. We don't need you to train for a fight. We just need the announcer. We just need you to come out to that name. That's all we need. We don't. We don't need you to actually train. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got that? Oh, fresh dog The champ is. Oh my god. This is getting even better and better. We're gonna have your own walkout music. We're changing. Oh, fresh. The champ is here. To Jude, Jude is, Fresh, yes. the chimp is here. <laughs> oh man! And then we have got an announcer announcing. This is this is like one of the
1: turning into a whole. This thing. is what happens.
0: Well, this is what happens when you know you just let imagination run wild a little bit. It's fun. This is what and, happens um,
1: when our imagination runs wild. Just silly. um Yeah, yeah so but it's great. That, uh, sort of. If that's the story of why I'm a chimp, because I'm clumsy. And never put red wine or glasses anywhere near me, like wine glasses, any kind of glasses or crockery. Just, just don't have me anywhere near that kind of stuff because I will so how do you eat? break it. <laughs> oh, they're all chipped. If you ever came over to my house, like most of the plates and bowls are chipped. <laughs> bowls are fairly just... sturdy, but I've managed to chip most of them.
0: So you you just yeah. live and you just live with paper plates yeah. and plastic cups and. <laughs> knives and forks, which no, aren't really no, I mean, knives and forks.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that would be that would probably be the uh, the solution, but no, we just have chip bowls and plates and things like that. What are you going to do? Yeah, and don't give well, me any, anything expensive. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. There you go, chimp. Yeah, okay. Chewed the chimp.
0: Mm-hmm. Chewed the chimp, Hersheimer. On that note. Uh-huh. Yeah. we shall call it that is ladies and gentlemen that has been episode 65 and you've learned something real cool about jude there and uh that's her new nickname that's we're gonna jude the chimp we've got a f- no sure. um Many a story the chimp is here be
1: made. exactly yeah there you
0: are. yeah there we go so thank you for tuning in um thank you for being on this ride with us and uh, like I said at the beginning, please leave us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on your um, favorite podcast platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify or Google uh, Google Podcasts, wherever it may be. And uh, YouTube as well. Please subscribe there. And uh, we'll keep petitioning out some content for you that hopefully you keep finding useful. And please share it with friends and family as well, get the word out there. We'd love to... Uh, Help out other people as much as we can as well with some of the conversations and hopefully entertain a little bit as well with more Jude Chimp stories. (laughs) Take care, folks.